we are on. Nice. Um, well, hello. This is our first part 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 podcast. We'll go with podcast of the year, right? Yeah, we're what? This is our first. Do we want to start over? No, we're good. Okay. This is the first one of the year. Right? It is. Nice. So uh we got to my left, we have Dougie Fresh. Okay. <laughs> Appreciate the honor of the first of uh 2023. See? See? What episode is this? I don't know. I don't know. Was, we recorded a long time. It was like over a month ago. Who's to your right? My name is Katie King. No, he was supposed oh, to introduce you. Okay. I didn't know her last name. I just know it as Katie. That's all I got no, to introduce Katie to. King. Okay. Go ahead, Katie. Uh, Katie. Katie. King. 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 Not Kane. K-I-N-G. King? Yes. Okay. Kane. King. 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 And why, why are you guys here? I don't even know why. Why are you in this room? Katie brought a folder. So oh, okay. the answer to that question. Yes. Okay. So that's the, that's the reason why we're here. Okay. So we have a folder that has some statutes. So yeah. we'll hold on. Let's back up. Let's no, back up. Let's just, back up. Okay. All right. They're, they're attorneys. They're closing attorneys. Mm. That's why they're here. Makes sense. Okay. That is why and the folder. statutes. That's why it came in a folder and not, I mean, it's one piece of paper, but she had to put it in a folder. I think there's multiple pieces of paper in there. Oh, okay. There's about five pieces of paper. So okay. she nailed it. She couldn't. That's why it. there's a folder. Oh, okay. Okay, sorry. That's what closing attorneys do, I guess. Yeah, that's what they do. So start reading, Katie. Oh. <laughs> no, really, what's in the folder? So, in Does the it folder, have your name on it? It does not. Okay. It's just a manila folder. Yeah, that's right. Is that right? Manila. Letter, letter size. Letter size. Letter size, not legal. And Does anybody use legal paper anymore? We do. We do for HUDs. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, can I ask you guys a question? Why do you use HUDs and not Alta? Because Alta sucks. Why? Uh, the HUDs two pages. It's a lot easier to follow. It's it's two pages because it's on the longer pieces of paper. It doesn't have to be on the longer piece. Oh, yeah, but yeah. For signatures at the bottom, it is nice. Yeah. To have the longer Why are you getting so defensive? I was just asking a simple question. Yeah, that's well. I could tell with your tone how you <laughs> asked the question. <laughs> My former preferred attorney would use Alta. And I mean, I could read it. HUDs, I get. What's the difference? I don't even know the difference. I don't either. I look at them all the time. I just There's a lot more disclosures on the Alta. Okay. That nobody reads. Okay. All you have on the HUD is numbers. Okay. Which everybody cares about. Yeah. That's all you really care about. So yeah. they're going to use the HUDs. bottom line. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we had. But, yeah. You like you like the disclosures. You like to read through those. I do. I like to put on some ambrosia and listen to some easy, soothing music and read my Alta disclosures. You're, you're a really big nerd. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. We talked about doing this podcast like, what did we decide on? The fourth? Three weeks ago. Three weeks ago. And what did we decide on? We decided we were going to talk about marital interest and how that plays in closings and who has to sign a deed if somebody's married or only one person is on title. Um, things like that. It's marital. And interest. only if if one's on the mortgage. And... One to buy, right. two to sell. Done deal. Move on with your All right. life. Game over. See ya. Am I right? That is very true. But what does that mean, Matt? What does it mean? <sighs> Typical attorney talk. That's what's in what the does it mean? That's what's in the folder. What does it mean? I'm not going to open the folder. I want Don't... you to say it. Oh. Did you stay up last night reading this before you went to bed? Your yeah. folder? Uh, No, that was this morning. Oh. Did you really? Wait, what? She was on the clock preparing for this podcast. Yeah, I feel like she's been up for many hours preparing for this and then we're just throwing her folder to the to the wind. I'll throw it to the wind. I don't need it. Okay. So marital interests. L let me just 
come in with a, a hypothetical, and this is actually a real hypothetical uh, situation I'm dealing with right now. I've got a client who thought he, he was under contract to sell his house, mm -hmm. had a buyer under contract, go to closing, closing attorney comes and says, uh, we need your ex-wife to sign because she's still on title. He's like, well, we got divorced three years ago. They never did anything about it. She's still on title. She's dead. Her mom is alive. We can't get her to sign a quick claim deed over. And her dad is somewhere in the wind. They were her uh, heirs. So we couldn't find him. We did find her, uh, the, the mom. We're negotiating with her to try and get her to gift or sell her interest over to the, the, uh, our client. And about two months in, she dies. No way. Yeah. So Tragic. Her interest goes to her daughter and somebody else, like it, it, her other daughter. So the sister now is involved. Her husband's involved. The strange dad is somewhere in the wind. Bottom line, they should have dealt with this. The marital interest and in the, the marital uh, joint property does not get it severed uh, just upon, you know, divorce. You got, you still got to yeah. deed when the property both over. Are on title. Right. Yeah. And both are on title. But it's so. different if only he were on title. Yes. And then they got divorced. They got divorced. Her marital interest is at that point terminated, Gone. extinguished. Yep. And he didn't have to do anything because she was never on the deed. But if she's on the deed and they get divorced, she still owns that property. Wow. So she's going to have to sign off on the sale. Can you read, tell that story in Chris Hansen's voice? Uh, one to buy, two to sell. You remember, you know who that guy is? Chris Hansen. Hansen, the guy who's like. Uh, is that one of the Muppet creators? No. That's the Predator guy. The Predator guy. Yeah. That's Jim Hansen. And, and he always. <laughs> and he always does that like sign off. And then the mother died. Who do you think killed her? Yeah. I don't know. My, my client's pretty pissed at me. And I'm like, I didn't make these people die to kill yeah. them. I'm like. That's a crazy story. Yeah. But that's why you, whenever you're dealing with marital issues or divorce, make sure you get the real estate settled. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You never know what you might end up with. Yeah. This guy, poor guy thought he was free and clear. Like everything was done and it wasn't. Wow. That's a crazy story. Do you think uh, your client will ever listen to this podcast and hear that story? If he does. Do you need any sort of disclaimer or disclosure to protect No, I didn't yourself? name. I didn't yeah, name. Yeah. It could be anybody. <clears throat> Yeah, I've, I've read that. Why, why did you make it all you, awkward? I didn't. Yeah. You did. He's after me all. He's been after yeah. me all day. He, he, right when you got here, he's like, he made fun of uh, me earlier, so I'm getting him back. Oh, because you like White Claw? I do not like White Claw. Never said that. Oh. Big oh. seltzer guy. Yeah. Okay, Katie. Let's get into the nuts and bolts of marital stuff. Let's let's do it. Okay. What do people really need to know, like high level? Because we kind of touched on it a little bit, but bring it back down. Matt, why don't you tell him? So well, one to buy, two to sell. Okay, that's it. Okay. So what that means, one to buy. In North Carolina, a married couple. Is this only North Carolina? Or is this kind of... We're no. only staying at North For purposes of this podcast, yeah. we're talking about North Carolina. Okay. I'm just curious. I, I think I've heard it in other states too. I just I'm didn't sure, know. Yeah, I'm sure I didn't know what states, states are similar, but I don't know which states are. Yeah. yeah. Is South Carolina like that? Because you guys are listening down there, right? Hillary is. We'll have to bring her in sometime. Okay. So yeah. just North Carolina. Yeah. So if one spouse wants to purchase a piece of property in North Carolina and they're mm -hmm. going to take a loan out on it, well, first of all, if it's a cash purchase, 
buyer doesn't have to sign anything. So there is no one to buy because they're not signing anything. Yeah. It's the signing we're talking about is for a loan when they get a loan. Correct. So if one spouse wants to purchase real estate in North Carolina, they can. And as long as the other spouse is not going to be on title, then that's non-title spouse does not have to sign anything as long as that loan is a purchase money deed of trust. And that means they are using the loan to purchase the property. Uh, so what? does that make sense? Kind of. Can you put it in a real life scenario for me? Yeah. Um, first time home buyer, um, couple, husband and wife, mm -hmm. they're going to buy a house. Uh, they're going to take a loan out for it and they're only going to put it in the husband's name. Okay. The house is, the deed is only going to have the husband's name on it. Okay. They, so they have to sign the deed of trust, the mortgage, the wife, because it's a purchase money deed of trust, they are using the funds from that loan to purchase the property. The wife, she's not on title, not on the deed. She does not have to sign the mortgage. So she doesn't have to sign any paperwork. She doesn't have to sign anything because it is a purchase money. What about a refi? Ooh. Now that's different. Good question. One to buy, two to sell. That's Stop. right, Matt. You nailed it. Did you read her folder? Oh, okay. Yeah, so a, a refi or if they Matt? go to sell. To who? On a refi? Oh, no. We were talking about the purchase transaction. Wait. We, we were talking about refis right okay. there. Oh. Well, either way, if they were going to sell or if they were going to refinance, uh, then the wife who is not on title, not on the mortgage, on, not on the deed, she's not on the loan. She's going to have to sign anyway because she has a marital interest. Um, she so as soon as that property is acquired, it is then viewed as community property. Correct. Okay. Yeah. Is North that the Carolina right? doesn't really recognize community Sorry, property, I, but it's here we go. Attorney speak. Here there, we go. There's a yeah marital interest. At that okay, they they might call I know, tenants by the entirety. You're just throwing out terms, man. Yeah, oh. it's, yeah. Just just the so we're North Carolina is not a community property state. No, nah. oh. separate. Damn. Arizona and California. California is community. I know. Yeah, yeah. But we're here. Let's go. Sorry. I always thought that it was because it's kind of the same thing. Because as soon as you take ownership in a property, it's 50 50. It's not. Okay. So just because the spouse has to sign off doesn't mean that they're entitled to 50%. So if I bring separate property to purchase, the, if I bring, like, let's say we just got married, or here's a better example let's say my parents give me, you know, hundred thousand dollars to put down on the house. Yeah. It's a gift to me. That's considered separate property. Um, before marriage during, even during marriage. Really? Yeah. Or an inheritance or something like that. If you can distinguish it, then yeah, that's, that's considered separate. I mean, that's very similar to community property, isn't it? Cause it's what's happened prior to marriage. It's not just prior to marriage, but okay. yeah. So that's um, all attorney stuff, I guess I'm yeah. way above my pay grade. No, if you can distinguish it, then you can distinguish separate yeah. property. Like, uh, but once it gets commingled, it's kind of hard to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you don't put the spouse on title, you can keep it a separate property, mm -hmm. even though they have a marital interest. They have to sign off. Okay, so even though that she has a sign, the spouse has to sign off. That doesn't mean she has any interest in the equity right. or funds or whatever the cash. Right. 
she just has to acknowledge that or the spouse because yeah, she that. may have an interest in it or may have some entitlement to it okay that's why she has to sign off but okay wow so where the marital interest will arise is when the title owner spouse if that person were to die then the not the the marital interest comes into play at that point is that the whole principle of survivability what do you mean by that i don't know the, you you throwing, throwing out words <laughs> no there's a whole there's a whole thing talking a while so you just, <laughs> yeah okay. they, here. do no, you I say remember. a word with just ability and then like survivability that's a, that's a lot of syllables yeah uh no i remember them talking about this in real estate school that the whole like two to sell are you okay over there the rights rights of survivorship is that yeah because i because when they're married if if me and scott are married and i die and i own a bunch of property the whole title not title but the whole rights of my rights will then transfer to him is that correct no it depends that was a short marriage what do you mean it depends it depends on how the property's titled uh you you would probably have and if you didn't have a prenup or anything like that you would have an elective share and you could take a life estate and all the real property that he owned. Okay. Let's back up. So let's put this in like real terms. Cause I'm really confused the, the, right now. The point is your, really, it really does your get life back estate up is to yeah. uh, one to buy two to sell it because there are some potential rights of a spouse in the real property. So whatever they are, if I'm a buyer, I need them to give those up. So I have good title. Okay. We, I don't care about the buyer, right? Well, that's I, I, I would care if I was a buyer because if I'm a buyer and I needed a spouse to sign off and they didn't, because you can't I don't close the title. It's not going to be clear title. You, the loan won't be able to close. He sure can if he's a buyer. But no, on well, the seller side. Uh, if, the, if I'm a buyer and uh, wife signs off and husband doesn't, and I need husband to sign off too, that's the more PC version of this, which I don't know how you didn't point that out earlier. You would have, if I'd brought the scenario up with, you know, the husband being on title and wife not being on title, Matt. Yeah. I feel like it's the wife is the jerk. owner and the husband has a marital interest. The husband has a marital interest. Mm-hmm. If he doesn't sign off and I bought the house two years later, the husband comes back and says, I have an interest in that house. Sure. I'm gonna see you, and yeah, a lender won't lend on that unless there's a clear well, that, and that assumes that the title right. attorney, which we of course would, yeah, uh, caught that before. Sure. Yeah, correct, correct. But that's where title insurance kicks in, right? Yeah, but they sue us after that. Yeah, yeah. we missed it. It always goes up. So let's put this in real terms. Like, how can a lender slash realtor kind of get ahead of these things? Because, like, I don't ask. Ask the question, are you married? Have you been divorced? Are you widowed? Separated. Separated. That counts. Even if you have a separation God, agreement. That's is so weird. If it's not recorded. Right. Yeah, free trader agreement or something yeah, like that. Yeah. Okay. Well, I have so many questions. Go. So I have a- Are they good questions? Yeah, this one. Will okay, be. okay. I have a hypothetical client. His name is Jimmy. Jimmy, I, in Jimmy Eats World? Yeah. Okay. Love, do you know about Jimmy? I know them. Yeah, we were talking about music beforehand. Early nineties grunge music guy. Probably not. No, probably Beethoven. Wait, who's your favorite band band group? Boys to Men. Boys to Men's. Yeah, Jodeci. Good stuff. I saw that twinkle in your eye. I I had a yeah. Your middle school dance. I dabbled in R and B for a while. Oh yeah, (laughs) I think we all did. 
at our age. Yeah. Like a little gray in her Cisco. hair. You know, yeah. Oh, Cisco. That's not for a B. Yeah. Drew Hill. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Stop. Okay. We went off on a tangent there. Um, all right. Hypothetical client, Jimmy. Jimmy's married to Janie. They they have a bunch of property together. Investment so, property. Investment property. Okay. Yep. yep. They decide, you know, we're, we're done. All done, Jim. Is it all in North Carolina? Yes. Okay. And they, Wait, what are they done? What the properties or their marriage? Their marriage. Oh, okay. Mm. But they there's no like separation agreement. Uh, there's no any anything formal. Let's put it that way. She moves into one of their investment properties. He stays at uh, their primary former primary mm-hmm. residence. But at this point, if he wants to sell a piece of property, he has to get her permission. Is that correct? They yes. Okay. Well, uh, if they are still legally married. They may be separated, but would without did, an, a judgment of divorce, mm-hmm. then yes, she's going to okay. have to sign off. How about if they go buy a new investment property? He does, because he's mainly the main investor in this relationship. But he says, hey, Matt, I found this property. Let's write an offer. Can he? He can purchase it by himself, mm-hmm. and she doesn't have to be on title or do anything. But if he's going to sell or later get a loan out on that property, uh, then yes, She's going to have to sign on so while if they're he, married. While they're but when he separated. buys the property and he gets a loan, mm-hmm. does he have to have her sign off on that? If it is a purchase money loan, then no, she would not have to sign off on it. He could purchase it. He has his 20% down cash. What happens if he sells a property and uses the proceeds as a down payment for a new property? So he got her permission to quote unquote sell because she had to sign off on it, right? Then takes the proceeds to buy a new spot. Technically, she that's half of her money, right? Yeah, I was going to say, from like a joint, joint account or anything yeah, like that. that. That would get into family law. That'd be more of an equitable distribution question. See how you skirted that? Yeah. No, I'm such mean, a good lawyer. Good. I'm just yeah, saying. You did. Such yeah. a good lawyer. <laughs> such a good lawyer. No rep? No rep. <laughs> With Ron. <laughs> Ron Boyette. But yeah, they're saying they would account for that. Yeah, because like if it came from a sell of a property or a joint account. Right. Because so, then that's half her money then, right? That can get incredibly messy though. 100%. Well, yeah. Yeah, he, yeah. go ahead and give me that check it, for whatever it, the proceeds it wouldn't, are. It, okay, let's just take it back to, okay, they didn't even sell a property and they take he takes money from a joint account or even if it's a separate account and puts the down payment. It's mm-hmm. the same thing. Yeah, it's true. That's all I have. I'll be over so, here if you need me. Why is it one to buy then? Like, that doesn't, like I don't understand that. Is that it's uh, one to doctrine buy of to instantaneous sell. season or something? Like there's some, yeah. That is, is that... a doctrine. That is right. Um, and it, what does that have to do with the with the one to buy though? Because there's a statute in North Carolina that says if it is a purchase money deed of trust, and again, that is you are taking out a loan, you are using those funds to purchase the real estate. Then the statute says a non title non-barring the spouse who is not on title who is not on the loan does not have to sign off on that to purchase it there's I, a statute yeah but I, right and i think that the, the seems, premise behind this premise behind it is the spouse automatically gets a marital interest at that point so then once they have that marital interest on the refi or the sell they have to then get yeah. up that makes sense because that's when the free trader kicks in. How often do you guys see that though in a in day to day? Fairly often. Fairly often, yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Hmm. 
So like we, we that's why we have the affidavit for every closing that says I'm married to this person. I'm unmarried. I'm widowed. So what happens if it's, if it's titled or owned by a business completely Mm. different, the business owns it. So like an LLC or S corp or something like that. Yeah. So what we rely on then is, uh, some resolution or, uh, you know, a statement from the company saying this is, the person who's authorized to sign on behalf of the company. These are the shareholders. These are the members, whatever the case is, or we'll, if they'll give us the operating agreement or bylaws, we look at those and then we have them attest that, you know, they're, they haven't been changed. They're accurate. So we can rely on that. So let's say like a husband or a wife has their own LLC. Yeah. And they're the sole member manager of the LLC and the LLC is going to buy property and they're, are they're going to refinance a loan that they own? The, the sole member manager spouse does not have to sign off because it's a totally different yeah. entity that owns it. There's no marital interest that comes into play at that point. So is that this, and this may be not your question, but like in a company does like an asset, is there that, I guess that's when community law kicks in, right? Well, so in other states, re- well, with uh, real estate owned by a company, so the individuals don't own the the real estate. Correct. The company does. They own, yeah, and the individuals own some or all of the company. So that's considered personal property, not real property. So how does North Carolina view that? It would be treated as personal property for equitable distribution. Like it's not that the spouse doesn't have any interest but it's not in real property so we don't have to worry about it yeah. how is that even At possible because like i my llc owns a piece of real property so you're telling me that my real property i own is now personal property of the, the company LL, of, of my llc yeah. that's no, what I'm it's, it's real property of your llc but you own personal property of in the, the llc but your llc interest <laughs> attorneys well it, no if you think about it like so if you died uh the llc will still own the property right that's right so what's going to pass to your heirs the interest in the llc right so this probably down the rabbit kind of what my question was earlier but like if i own an llc and i have a whole bunch of properties in that llc how does that work when i die does it automatically go through to my heirs or does it go through the state or all that stuff? That it depends. There's no will. There's no nothing. Even if there's no will, if you have an operating agreement, you can have a uh, like a designated beneficiary like you would on another. You can yeah. designate in that operating agreement that your interest pass, your, your membership interest passes to XYZ. Yeah. Um, and that the manager will be so-and-so. So, yeah, I mean, you could leave, you know, the, the, beneficial interest the monetary interest to somebody and also leave the managerial uh you know duties to somebody else at that point my brain hurts you could also leave your interest through a will right yeah or trust i'm assuming do people do a lot of trust here we have a lot of people that do trust i mean we did it in the closing attorney was like why are you doing this that's if you have minor children like for the average person yeah it makes sense they were like annoyed that we wanted to put our house in a trust was that here? Yeah. Yeah. I won't say names. Well, so you can close in your name, you, you know, you and your spouse's name and then put it in a trust. Correct. 
bank can't do anything about it. Yeah, correct. I mean, um, even even like not... on my end, like it's been put in the trust. We just have to verify the trust prior whoa, to. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What do you mean the bank can't do anything about it? So there's a federal act. It's called the Garn Saint Germain Act. Yeah, and basically it says that uh, a bank can't call a note for a certain number of or certain kinds of transactions where you uh, deed real estate to, to some individual or some entity. So if you have it in a grantor trust, they can't call it. If it passes by debt, like let's say you have a mortgage on your house, mm-hmm. you die, your kids inherit it. Bank can come in and say, oh, you know, the original uh, grantor on the deed of trust is no longer here. They transfer the property to you. We're calling the note. You have to pay it, which mm-hmm. makes sense. Yeah. Because in most deed of trust, there is a clause that says any kind of transfer of title or conveyance of the property is a default, which means that they can call the note due. Yeah. Gotcha. Do you have a trust? No. Oh. Do you? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Do you we, guys handle those at Brady Boyette, PLLC? Sure Sinclair Welch at Brady Boyette is the attorney that would help you with that. So. I highly recommend a trust. It's a crazy process, too. Like, you go through and you plan who's what's taking... The, what's the benefit other than on, on the real property side? Avoid probates. But it's, everything is written out extremely clear. Yeah. And another benefit that people don't always recognize if you have minor children that inherit real property in North, yeah. at least in North Carolina, it is just like pulling teeth to try and do anything with that property. Hmm. They're going to have to sit on it till they're 18 or a guardian ad litem is going to have to be appointed for them. Right. You have to go through a special proceeding in Lake County. It's, it's pretty bad. It's yeah. Pretty, yeah. So a trust just bypasses all that. That's right. It just designates a person that can, you know, make those decisions for the benefit of the minor children. What's a great scenario if you have multiple properties? Is that why one would consider a trust? If you have properties in multiple states, that's a really good reason to have a trust. Yeah. You, you could have probate in multiple states, which so yeah. I should probably do that. Yeah. Well, I just think in general, it's I think it's always good to have a trust. I mean, as you accumulate assets, it just makes sense to put everything in a trust. So it flows naturally to where you want it to go. Is that anything? So if I do ABC trust, whatever the name of it is, yeah. uh, is that something I have to tell every lender that's involved with my properties? So on a lender side, we have to verify the trust and we have to get the, no, like, do I need to call them the servicer and say, Hey, by the way, I think you can just quick claim it, right? Yeah. To the trust you already own. Yeah. So it's okay. Yeah. That's easy. But, even if there's a, a mortgage on it? Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. that whole... That's the whole law you just rambled off. I clearly blacked out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. I will call Sinclair. What's Sinclair Welch. Sinclair Welch. What's the email address again? For the 12 people listening? Sinclair at BradyLawPLLC.com. S-I-N-C-L-A-I-R-E. Sinclair. Ooh, silent E. I would have thrown a niner yeah. in there. Yeah. A niner? A niner. Um, You're an idiot. Tommy boy? Nothing? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. So uh, on the sell side, so somebody owns a house, go into more detail about how that process looks like. Some An LLC or an individual owns a house and they sell it. And the spouse, what does that look like on their end? They just have to sign what? The deed itself. That's it? Just the deed. Yep. So even if husband or wife is the only one on title, or if both of them are on title, either case, 
both spouses are going to have to sign. The exception to that would be if there was a free trader agreement mm -hmm. that was recorded in the same county in which the uh, the real property sat in. Uh, a free trader says that there is no marital interest, even if you are married. So at, at, in that case, the spouse would not have to sign off on it because a free trader owns the property and they can do whatever they want with it. Do you do you guys handle free traders? We do. Yeah, we can draft free trader agreements. Um, most of the time it's a, part of the separation agreement. A lot of times it's part of a separation agreement. So uh, say a couple owns property, both are on title and they get separated. A formal separation agreement is drafted. Um, and then uh, there's usually a free trader agreement included in a separation agreement. Yeah. Or a requirement that, you know, either spouse execute a free trader um, if, you know, one yeah. spouse needs it. So, yeah, there's usually a provision there. And uh, so that allows them to, uh, you have to record it though. So typically you want to do like a memoranda of your separation. So you don't have to record the entire separation agreement. Do you want me to go first or you? I'll go first. I'll yeah. go first. So, yeah, that uh, what Katie said is right. Um, you know, typically that's kind of the threat. If one of them threatens one spouse threatens, oh, I'm not going to sign this. And we say, Hey, yeah, you, you agreed that you would sign this. Then we'll say, well, if you don't, we'll just record the whole separation agreement. Nobody really wants that because it airs way more of your dirty laundry than you probably want to. I was trying to think of all my clients that have possible marital issues or anything like that and how we can best advise them. Honestly, what I'm thinking of. Ask the questions up front. Get them to lay it out, what the situation is. Do we, do you guys, I know your answer to this. So I'm going to ask you. So Katie, do you recommend a title search prior to listing a property? Um, I mean, I think it's always beneficial. What do you mean? So at least it would give you an idea, especially if you know that the property is getting sold out of an estate or um, something that's just not the norm. And if the current owners don't have title insurance, then yeah, maybe a, a, a preliminary search would do you a favor. Okay. So you kind of know what you're getting into. One of your attorneys uh, the other day was advocating for that quite a bit. Uh, Cause I was telling her a story of one of my prior listings I had where it turned into a complete mess about a week before closing. So she's like, you should have done this. So she's the only attorney I've ever met that actually suggested that yeah and it does make sense because once the seller goes under contract they're obligated to sell that property and perhaps it's a title issue that they can't really resolve in this case they're going to be forced to this kind of goes back to my original hypothetical clairvoyant yeah i mean the guy thought he had good title thought he could sell the property and found out you know just before closing he didn't and so you know a, a so, search would have found that but you know, 99 times out of 100, you're not going to need a full-blown title search. But I do think a little bit of due diligence on the front end. If you don't see, uh, if your sellers are not the names that are on the deed that you're looking at, you probably want to do a little bit of, you know, have somebody at least look into it. Yeah, what does that cost time. as a listing? Like, what what could I, I, I'm actually going after this to a listing presentation. So when I get in front of that client and I suggest something like this, 
what's a reasonable number I can throw at them? It's anywhere from three to five thousand dollars right now. I mean, <laughs> yeah, me. I'm kidding. Crickets. <laughs> yeah. Don't quit being an attorney, okay? No, uh, it depends. I mean, if if you know, if you ask me to look into something, we we're friends. Kinda. Somewhat, somewhat. Somewhat. Um so I'll probably take probably send you a white claw. Yeah. Ask for a six pack or something, but yeah. gotcha. uh can I ask a question now? I have yeah. another question. Uh Katie, why did you become an attorney? I love the law with a passion. Uh <laughs> nerd. <laughs> Hashtag get a life. We appreciate you though. At she, what she has the scales of justice on her desk, by the way. Do you really? Is that the... I do not. The hand I'm thing? I'm kidding. Oh. At what point in your life did you realize that this passion was real? My senior, second semester, senior year of college. You're watching Law & Order. I... <laughs> Night Court. <laughs> Love that show. Judge Judy. <laughs> Judge. Yes. My idol. Bowl from Night Court got you in. So what were you going... Where did you go to college? NC State, just go, like Doug. Go pack. So when, uh, when you're in college, you're, you, what were you studying before? So that's the thing. I was studying history, and it's kind of like, what do you do with that? Uh, go Zero. back home and wait tables. That's what was my option. So Where's home? Uh, it's Calabash, North Carolina. I know where that is. Yeah. How's that at Wilmington? Uh, it's 45 minutes south of Wilmington, not far from North Myrtle. It's closer to North Myrtle than it is Wilmington. Okay. Is that close by Dirty Myrtle? Yeah, oh very God. dirty. Okay. We let this guy in. All right, so you're a. I've never been there. I don't know. Second semester senior watching Law and Order, and she's like, "I just want to become an attorney." Well, I was like, "I don't want to be a waitress with a degree, like a bachelor's degree." Yeah. So yeah, I'm gonna have to go back to school because I don't know what else you can really do with the history. So major. why not medicine? Why why law? Why not a doctor? Why not a nurse? Why and, not an engineer? And why real estate? And why real estate? And why are you here today? Why am I here? <laughs> no clue. Um, well, doctor, that was never going to happen for me because that's, I just can't do that area at all. Oh, like, oh, you can't. know, that's I not can't. how my How about engineer? No? No, that's still like math. Vet no. school? I mean, I love animals, but that's also very doctor. Hey, hashtag Fletcher, by the way. Yeah. Your mother failed you. Today. That was the whole idea to do this podcast, by the way. You were <laughs> it was supposed, supposed to, to be about Fletcher. It was all about Fletcher. Yeah. Dang. Her dog Judge for ball. people listening. Yes. All right. So we got, uh, all right. So now you're, you've identified you, you want to be a, an attorney. So what happens next? Uh, take the LSAT, apply for schools, get in. Where, where did you go to law school? Went to Campbell, Campbell University, which you is downtown Raleigh. <laughs> I did not meet him at Campbell, um, but I did intern cause he graduated before me, like five years before me, maybe. Don't try to date me. You're old. Um, <laughs> but I did intern while I was a uh, 2L or 3L1. Uh, intern with Brady Law Firm at that time. It's now Brady Boyette. Uh, Doug was attorney there, so he's since become partner. Look at you, partner. Katie is partner also. I am too. I've heard about this. Yeah. So now the name's going to change? It should be BB King. We talked about that last time, I think. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I pulled we're, my dad together. Yeah. Dude, BB King. Just saying, she brought the folder. She did bring the folder. All right, so now you're a partner of a law firm. 
So what is your, I mean, everybody's got to have like a macro goal. Wait, hold on. I'm talking. Hold on. Are you going to try to be in like the front, the middle or the end? It's BB King. Duh. It'd have to be the last. Yeah. Yeah. That's the only way that would work. Uh, yeah. Brady Boyette King. That's how that works. Or King Brady Boyette. Ooh. It's like King. a name. King Brady. King, we'll King drop Brady Boyette. Boyette. Yeah. yeah. We dropped way back in the yellow pages. I don't know if we can. <laughs> the yellow pages. <laughs> People still do that. All right, so what what's, saying, what's the macro goal then for Brady Boyette King? Um, We're just trying to deliver the best service out there as far as what we're doing. And right now it's real estate. We got the commercial side, we got the residential, and, and we're just trying to... We've always been a very small firm. We've, we've grown and added more attorneys and certainly have more staff at this point. Mm-hmm. But... The goal is to remain the small firm feel, like boutique law firm, where you're getting service, you're getting people respond to you almost immediately. Or- yeah, that's all nice, but that's not uh, <laughs> warm and fuzzies, but that's not realistic. Look, I mean, Why isn't it? There's a, another, I gotta be very careful on how I say this. There's another law firm here that um, I've used in the past a few times, and that was their same message. But then it just it doesn't work. Who was it? I can't tell you that. Oh. Well, just because one law firm couldn't do it, why does that mean it yeah. can't work? Because the more people that you bring in that are not partners or not vested properly into the business, they're just an employee. They don't. They don't. They will never care the way you guys care. I disagree. And, and, and it's impossible for these guys if, if, to if they touch know, everybody. If they know that the that's the requirement, one and two. That if they want to make partner and, and want to have equity, then they're going to have to do that and offer that kind of service. What you, is the you're pathway? very you're making a very bold statement. I am, and because I like stirring the pot, and it's terrible. Yeah, whatever. Uh, so, what does the pathway to partnership look like for in, in a law firm environment? Because I don't know. Time. How many years, yeah. How many years? I mean, Katie's like dedicated. Like she treated it like it was like she owned the business. The, the whole time she was working. Um, so, you know, we recognize that and don't want her to go somewhere else. So, yeah, yeah we kind of. They didn't know that I was never going to leave anyway. <laughs> well, you interviewed at like four of the firms right yeah. before they made you partner. I think we we started seeing me. these like uh, out, out in the middle of the day, like for an hour, like just, you know, going like to lunch. A plunge. Or, yeah. yeah, like. I've also a couple times a week. How much time we got? I mean, we're over our limit. Perfect. Already. We got yeah. time. We got so time. we're letting this one ride since we haven't done one in a while. Which is yeah, this is kind of cool. Yeah. I I think a lot of agents on here because we do have some agents that listen to this. At least my folks out west do. Like in other states, two, like three. Oh, okay. But I'm I'm curious for a couple things. Number one, how do you identify your fees or what you charge people? I have a question on top of that. Once you get done. It's pretty easy. I mean, we, so. You don't have to make me sound like an idiot. That was just a simple question. No, I just, (laughs) (laughs) you're right. I don't have to make you seem like an idiot. You do that by yourself. You just open your mouth. (laughs) Sorry. I'll be over here again. I'll, I'll be silent now. But (laughs) when we get settlement statements from other closings that have, like we're, we're representing the seller, Mm -hmm. we see what the fees are that other people are charging. So What's we just market stay rate? competitive. Well, yeah. Well, yeah, and we go. talk to, I mean, we talk, to, we're, we're friendly with it's, it's Raleigh's a big city, you know, Raleigh Durham areas is, is fairly big, but 
small community. Yeah, it's yeah. a tight community of real estate attorneys. You guys have like real estate attorney gatherings? Uh, we do like bare knuckle box, boxing matches sometimes mm-hmm. with other fight club, attorneys. yeah, fight kind club. of fight club thing. Attorney You're not supposed to talk about it, but yeah. Yeah. oh, sorry, sorry. Uh, I do have a question on this. So, uh, with re- small amount of refis coming back, if somebody closes with you on their purchase and then they refinance, mm-hmm. you know, six eight months from now, what does that look like as far as like a discount for them? Like, how can we? This discount? isn't Walmart, Scott. No, 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 but. The title search was just done seven months ago. They did the closing. Like, what kind of, I guess, break is there? Not? I don't know if we have a break on on that. We could, it's something we could look into, but um, a we, we really aren't seeing it's cheaper it, though. It, yeah, Our yeah, fees yeah, yeah. are a lot less than for a purchase finance. Yeah. Anyway. But isn't there a break on the title insurance because the title company's not having to do a full research? Y'all run it again, right? A full. There's a new, not the owner's policy, but whatever the amount of the loan is. Yeah. It's, you know, that's set by the state. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah. Department of Insurance, like they set rates. Hmm. I've had a couple of attorneys that discount it though. They might get a reissue with the same company. Correct. That's what I'm talking about. Discount. You do get a credit for title insurance. Even if you. That's not the credit. That's what I'm talking about. If you, but if you, even on a purchase you still get the you get, yeah, yeah you get you a credit. Can get the same reissue mm-hmm. if you insure with the same company that had the loan previously right hmm. interesting yeah so, it's not it has nothing to do with time or well there is like a cutoff where they can't give a reissue i don't know what it is but it might be 15 years or something yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's a pretty decent amount of time yeah i'm just trying to think of ways to save people money well, there's gonna be two transactions in a two-year period. You know, we do offer complimentary consultations for closing, uh, closing clients for estate planning, business planning, anything like that within 30 days after their closing. Uh, you got a free 15-minute sit down with an attorney. 15 minutes? What do you do in 15 minutes? You can do yeah. a lot in 15 minutes. I mean, more times than not, we wrap up early. Really? Like, yeah. Really? Yeah. It's, wow. it's like they. In 15 minutes, they know whether or not they want to use you. Because we're at 45 minutes, and we this has gone by so fast. I know, but Matt's here. That's and true. That's true. You're welcome for being here. Anyway. All right. Go. So during the uh, the height of the market, how many closings slash refinances were you guys doing in a month on average? Um, Because you're the head of residential real estate. The director, I think, is what you said. Head? I didn't you know that was my director? title either. You gave her a title one time to me. You said she's in charge or the head of resident. Chief? Chief. Chief. The, the king? King. Ooh, I see what you did. Awesome. I do like I'll chief. Chief might be better. I kind of like chief too. Yeah. Chief king. Head chef. What would the acronym chief? Chief residential officer. CRO? Oh. A crow. 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 I always want to be the C-suite. You, you, you made it. You've arrived. Congratulations. Okay. Cheers. Cheers to that. <laughs> As I'm drinking water. I was right, fist so, bumping. Oh, sorry. What was your question? How many closings slash uh, refis? Do you guys um, say closings is that all encompassing? Refis and closings? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll lump them all together. So, okay. There's at the height of it, there was three closing attorneys. Three. Probably like the max was like 120 maybe a month. A month. Oh, that's, Good gracious. Yeah. That's a lot. I mean, it was more, it was averaging more around like 90 
area, but like there was some months that it was pretty. That's crazy. less than three a day because five days a week. No, it's more than three a day. That's I mean, sort of I'm at. I mean, there was time where I was doing eight a day. So Scott will know. love to do your loans. He yeah. can't do math, but I can't do math. That's why I didn't become an engineer. All right. So, and then I'm guessing you guys are seeing a, a kind of a slowdown brake pedal being pressed a little bit here. Oh yeah. Yeah. Same oh, yeah. Here. Definitely slowing. So what, what are you doing? Cause I know the real estate, I know the lending side, what are you guys doing right now during the slower time to better the business? Well, luckily there are <laughs> other areas that we have in our, in our firm that are not slowing down as That's much. Great. The commercial side is actually still really busy. Doug guys, can talk about that. No, Doug's not really a good commercial attorney, but sorry. He he's great. Um, and then estate planning, like <laughs> yeah, seriously. Please do. And, uh, I know a lot of agents somewhere. Our estate side is also it hasn't slowed down at all because yeah. I feel like that will people like, die every day and they need somebody to handle yeah. that. Wow, I feel like, like that's never like a never ending. It's never there's I no referred somebody to him market. Great. Did you talk to her? I'm going to talk to her this afternoon. Sweet. If she responds back to the email. Your email. Yeah, she needs your help. But there's an estate client for you. I well, think. Thank you. Matt. I'm, I'm not sure what part of law that goes into, but. That's Sinclair Welch also. S I N C L A I R E. Got it. Um, What questions? Yeah, I got a bunch. I could ask him questions all day. I'm good. I'm, I kind of knocked them all out. So there's nothing else you need? Trust account. I have another one. So trust account, you don't have to give me a number, but is there like a gigantic number, like the biggest number you've ever seen ever in that account? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it, for would, sure. Would it I've blow, never seen an account more. Would it blow the average person's mind? Uh, Average around here? Yeah, probably. Is it FDIC insured? It is, but it's it's not the $500,000 amount. Like it, yeah, I didn't think so because yeah. it's a big institutional bank, right? Right. Yeah. I don't well, know. Tr yeah. Trust accounts are treated differently too. So. Got it. Do you have a trust account for your trust? No. <laughs> I tried to say it without. Yeah. No. It's got $12 in it. Yeah. All right. That's a really random question, by the way. It's got real estate. Yeah. It's real estate. So, I mean, kind of. So, are you guys doing any? Yeah. You're doing some of my closings right now, right? Are, are you doing any closings right now? <laughs> oh. Katie, there's no need to laugh. <laughs> no, I have to use three of them are new constructions. So I have to use their attorneys, which we can talk about offline because that's been several experiences. Mm -hmm. You don't have to use them, by the way. For the in order for the client to get the incentive, you sure do. But for these the builders right now that, that can be negotiated. Well, I mean everything can, but it's a good a good agent would negotiate yeah. that. I know a couple. Wow. Here we go. <laughs> you brought it on. Here we go. You set it up. Uh I'm giving my one house a year. Okay. What so, else we got? I'm good. I appreciate you guys coming. One to buy. Two to sell. You got it. Yeah. Thank you for having us. Wait, is it Thank two you. to buy, one to sell? Oh. No. <clears throat> one to buy. Two to sell. Uh, there it is. Right at home. Are right, we good? Yeah.